Ooh, hey, how are you? Good to see you. Hey, Carl. Good to see you. This is Greenberg at the movies. And I want to continue that list that we were going over. Not Schindler's list. We will get to that, actually, though. That is on one of these lists. I've been going over my favorite movies of all time and been separating it into different genres. And we already went over the top five comedies of all time. So let's head to another genre of movies that are near and dear to my heart. And that is the action movie. If you look at me, you would understand why I'm an action movie fan. I'm in tremendous shape. Six foot two, twisted steel, sex appeal, muscles on places where people don't even have places. I am a Greek god. So, yeah, the action movie just is, like, really up my alley. And, uh, yeah, let's let's get into this list. So, I created this list back in 2018. And the thing about lists, for the most part, uh, I see that a lot of it has changed. My opinions have changed in just one, two, three, four, five, five years. I can somewhat do math. Some of it will never change. Some of it will change, and it really depends, I guess, you know, what I've seen more recently, if I'm in the mood for a certain film, maybe that skews my uh, opinion on things, but yeah, let's get into what I said were my top five action movies back in 2018, and then we'll see, you know, what, what did change. So number five on this list, I have Batman from 1989, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. I just don't know if I think of it as an action movie, though. I mean, there's certainly action elements to it, but I'm more of a fan of the other aspects of this movie. I mean, the action in this movie is nothing special. I mean, the costume, for instance, you look at Michael Keaton trying to move in the costume, he can't even turn his neck. So you're not going to get John Wick levels of of action sequences. What I love about this movie is the cast. I love Keaton. I love Jack. I love Kim Basinger. Uh, Billy D. Williams is great in it. I also love the film score by Danny Elfman. I love just the way it's shot visually. Tim Burton, especially in his early years, uh, really had this this vibe to all of his movies. And I guess he still does today. I'm just not a big fan of his modern stuff, but his first like seven or eight years making films, he was unbelievable. Ed Wood, Edward Scissorhands, Beetlejuice, I could go on and on. But this movie, I just, like I said, I don't see it as an action movie. So I think I would take that off of the list. We'll see what we could put on the list in its place. Number four, we have Aliens. So all these movies, for the most part, are 80s films, which I think is fitting because the 80s, uh, was a time where the action, you know, genre sort of took off. You had all these big stars like Stallone and Schwarzenegger and, you know, Van Damme and Bruce Willis, all these guys sort of getting their start for the most part, uh, you know, in, in the 1980s. And I don't know what it was about that decade that, that there was just a lot of machismo. You had these muscle-bound dudes, you know, jacked up on steroids, probably taking some cocaine. Uh, I don't know if it's just that era of Ronald Reagan and a lot of pride in the country. There's a lot of like pro-USA films in this 
decade. And in the 90s, you know, you got a little bit smarter. Some of the action movies, uh, definitely more thought-provoking. And I honestly like both those types of movies. You know, I like a, a smarter action movie every now and then. And then also I just sort of just want to sit on my recliner, glance at my phone, and then look up and see Arnold Schwarzenegger throwing a dagger at somebody and saying, stick around. So, yeah, both both types of action movies are good in my mind. Let's move on to number four on my list, which I created, you know, back in 2018, and that is I have aliens at number four. And th there are two different types of people in this world, people that like alien and people that like aliens. Now, I, I like both of them, but I, I personally, you know, much, much prefer uh, the 86 sequel, Aliens, directed by James Cameron. That first Alien movie, more of a horror-type film. Uh, sort of like, you know, with... Uh, I, I equate it to Terminator and Terminator 2. Alien is very similar to Terminator, where it is more of a slower-paced, darker horror film where T2 and Aliens, which are both directed by James Cameron, they're, they're full-blown action films for the most part. Aliens is unbelievable. I, I really think a lot of these movies benefit from that ensemble cast, and the cast in Aliens is, is top-notch. And it's one of those movies, you, you watch modern movies with, you know, female action stars, and it's very forced. You could tell it's being done for the wrong reasons. You know, if you watch that last Avengers movie, there's a scene where all the women characters join forces and then they like look at the camera and it's like, yeah, girl power. And it's just, it's just like, oh God, that is so phony. It's so fake. It's insincere. But then you watch a movie like Aliens and you have, first of all, Vasquez, who's complete badass in the movie. But then you have one of my favorite characters in all of cinema, Ellen Ripley, played by the great Sigourney Weaver. And it's not forced. She's just a strong character. And I wish we got more of that in modern cinema. But unfortunately, it doesn't look like, uh, for the most part, we don't get those types of those characters anymore. I love what James Cameron did with this. You couldn't do the same thing. That's, that's the issue with sequels. A lot of times, they just try and take that original movie and do the same thing with it. No, he did something completely different. This is a war movie. This is definitely something that I think inspired a generation of filmmakers and more importantly, I think a generation of video game creators. There's so much, and that goes for both Alien and Aliens. You'll see a lot of shit in, in, in various games, whether it's Halo or the Metroid series that are so fully inspired by that Alien franchise. I love this one. Uh, Bill Paxton, though, is, is my favorite part in the movie. Game over, man. Game over. So that comes in at number four on my list. Greatest action movies of all time. Number three is fitting. We have Predator. And this is one of two Arnold films that I put in my top five. So as of now, I, I think I would take Batman off the list just because I don't see it as an action movie. I think I'm going to keep Aliens as... Uh, I'm going to move that down to number five because I'm looking at this list and there's a movie that is missing here and it's unbelievable that uh, I don't have it on this list. But at number three, I do have Predator. Again, it's the cast. It's that whole cast of characters. When you're first introduced to them, you love these guys. These are manly men. And as a manly man, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, 
I could relate to these guys. I mean, uh, who doesn't like to fly in helicopters and chew tobacco and shoot guns? I definitely do that all the time. There is one gun in this movie, old painless, as Jesse Ventura calls it, that I think is the greatest gun in the history of movies. And that that's certainly up for debate. The, you know, Robocop's gun's pretty badass. Uh, Dirty Harry's iconic. But I just love this machine gun, this chain gun that clearly shouldn't be held by a human being. Uh, it's most likely put on the back of like a truck and you know you have a turret sort of thing but no Jesse Ventura is just holding this gun and you know Aliens and Predator there's one common thing between these two franchises and that is Stan Winston Stan Winston Studios created all the practical effects for these movies and it is a lost art form you go to a modern movie you're going to see a lot of CGI and CGI has its place I am not one of those people that is anti-CGI but I'm also super pro practical effect. I miss the art of creating something that's tangible, something that can be seen on screen. It doesn't have to be done in post-production. I love a good squib. You know, when somebody would get shot in a movie back in the day, they'd have like a mini explosion and, you know, blood would come pouring out. Nowadays, if they do CGI blood, it looks so bad. As much as I love, you know, those last Rambo movies that came out, the, the blood in it's terrible. The Expendables, blood, terrible, terrible. So anytime I do see real blood in a modern movie, not real, like actual blood, but, you know, a, a practical blood, whatever they use to create it, whether it's some sort of syrup or food dye, I'm not sure how, you know, movie blood is made. I, I, I just feel like, okay, this is, this is actually there. And when you do CGI blood, it looks like a video game. It looks like a Mortal Kombat video game. So Stan Winston's crea creation, you know, his creature effects uh, for the Alien Queen and Aliens, unbelievable. But also the character design of the Predator, I think, is my favorite character design ever. And it was going to look much different. You know, Jean-Claude Van Damme was originally cast as the Predator. And there is footage of him in this stupid-looking costume uh, he could not do any of the stunts because, you know, it, it debilitated his ability to do what he's known for doing. You know, those crazy kicks and splits and all that shit. So they fired him. They were like, listen, you're done. We're going to redesign the costume. Stan Winston helped out. And uh, then they got this, this giant dude to play the Predator. Kevin Peter Hall, who I, I think did a bunch of other creature effects i want to say he was in the movie harry and the hendersons I, I think he played harry in that movie but yeah i don't think this movie would have that same impact if it didn't have the creature design that you know we know and love to this day the action sequences are great it's really divided into two movies i look at it as you know the pre-predator sequences when they're rescuing those people and then the post-Predator, when the Predator is hunting these military men. I absolutely love this movie. It's one of those movies that you could turn on the TV, and it doesn't matter what scene you're in. If you're at the beginning of the movie, the end of the movie, I'm going to sit down and watch it till I see that finale where the Predator explodes himself. Top-notch, high-quality shit we're talking about here. All right, number two on this list that I created back in the day is Terminator 2. 
And I would actually keep number two and number one here. So Terminator 2, I think that original Terminator is brilliant. But I'm a sucker for this movie. You know, this is the one that I grew up with. This was the stuff of Playground Legend. And I used that when talking about Jerry Springer, you know, in the last episode. But this movie was one of those movies that everybody was talking about. You know, uh, we were a little too young to see it in theaters. But, you know, as soon as this guy came out on VHS or was playing on TV, everyone was watching it. And uh, particularly me and my buddy George were huge fans of the the Terminator series. And we loved this movie. You know, as soon as it came out on DVD, I got the DVD and I would watch all the behind the scenes making of of this film. And a groundbreaking movie when it comes to special effects, because not only do you have Stan Winston again, three Stan Winston movies in a row doing the creature effects, but you also have some brilliant computer-generated images. I mean, this is one of those first movies to really utilize CGI, and it does it well. You know, some of these movies overdo it. This didn't. This used everything. You had miniatures. You had stunt work. You had the practical effects, but then you also, when you couldn't do it, you know, on film, and you need to do it in post-production, they incorporated the CGI for, you know, the the liquid metal Terminator, which is a great villain. And that is another important thing when it comes to action movies. As good as the hero is, you need somebody for the hero to go up against. And if you don't have an intimidating villain or a smart villain or somebody that you're rooting to lose, you don't have a good movie. And also, you can also have a a cool villain that you actually kind of dig. There are two schools of thought to that. You can either root for the villain which I think a lot of people have done for a character like the Predator or, or even, you know, somebody like a Darth Vader or Hannibal Lecter. I mean, there are some badass villains out there that you root for. But then there are also villains that you're just like, damn, I can't wait to the end of this movie till this guy gets thrown off a balcony or, or however, you know, the villain perishes. So, yeah, the, the T-1000 is definitely a very frightening villain. I still think that original Terminator, you know, from from 1984, the the T-800 is a scarier villain. But uh, this T-1000 is no joke. And as much as I love the action sequences in this movie, which are top-notch, whether it's the, you know, the chase uh, on the dirt bike and the motorcycle and the 18-wheeler, it's probably the greatest chase in the history of cinema. I think what I really like about this movie is the science fiction story elements of this. I love the lore of the Terminator, you know, the two movies. I don't really count any of the other Terminator films. So I love that element of this movie. It's not just a dumb, you know, run and gun sort of film like a movie like Commando, which I like. I like Arnold's movie Commando, but there's really no depth to that. But this movie, Terminator 2, has... So many things going for it. The special effects, the action sequences, the film score, the direction, cinematography, and then the story is what I really attach to. And a lot of people say, okay, it is a retread of that first Terminator movie, which I guess it is. But I still think it took that original premise and did it better. Just like Evil Dead 2 is a better movie than the original Evil Dead, Terminator 2, in my mind, is better than the original Terminator. Now, if somebody said different you know if they said they like the first one better that's fine i have no issue with that if they say any of the other ones are better that's when we we fight because you know the first two are the only two that matter 
All right, let's move on to my number one favorite action movie of all time, and this will never change. This is RoboCop. It takes everything that all these other movies do and just makes it into one movie. So you got the amazing ensemble cast. The villains in this movie are my favorite villains in, in I think, any movie. Besides a movie that was not on this list, which is going to change because there's a really boggles my mind as to how Die Hard, spoiler alert, did not make my top five action movie list. That's going to change in 2023. So, yeah, it's got the amazing ensemble cast. It's got, like, like Predator had the amazing creature design. Well, RoboCop, I love the design of that character. So, you have great villains. You have great characters. You have an amazing story, which on paper, you look at the poster, you look at the, the title alone, you think, RoboCop, okay, this is going to be stupid. It's not. It's actually a really brilliant movie. It's a satire at times. It's, it's poking fun of, you know... The, the 1980s greed and, and just lavish lifestyles of drug and, you know, making your business the priority over people's actual safety. There's a lot of morality issues in RoboCop. There's a lot of Christ metaphors in RoboCop. This movie is a lot deeper. You could watch it in two ways. When I was a kid, I didn't watch it that way. I didn't know what they were doing. I didn't know they were satiring and, and what they were doing. I just liked RoboCop, you know, killing people in the movie. And now when I watch it as an adult, I'm like, oh, there's so much more to this movie than I ever thought there was. I think this movie is also one of the funniest movies of all time. And it's done intentionally. I mean, the comedy in this, they'll go from a news broadcast. The news broadcasts in this are unbelievable. There'll be a news broadcast of like, Five presidents just died in a nuclear explosion. And then it will cut to, like, a commercial uh, for for some random product. Like, Nukem, I think, is the name of a, a board game that they're, they're promoting. And I think a lot of modern comedies actually stemmed from that. I've noticed a lot of TikTok trends. They'll take, like, a tragic event on the news, and then it will cut away to like a Burger King commercial and like that that's from RoboCop that they, they might not know it but that sort of style of comedy is from RoboCop the action sequences are top-notch again and I hate to use that phrase but they really are the gore is unbelievable you have some really violent scenes when Mr. Kenny gets obliterated by the Ed 209 unbelievable and if you watch the unrated version of it, it's even more unbelievable. RoboCop, favorite action movie of all time. Now, if we go over this list again, see some movies that are missing. So I, I don't know where to put a movie like Evil Dead 2. I think of that more as a horror movie. There are lots of movies that have action elements that aren't necessarily action movies in my mind. Something like Jurassic Park, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I just don't see them fully as action movies. And I think that's where I have Batman on this list and I'm going to take it off because I don't fully see it as an action movie. Some modern action movies I like are the the Mad Max movie, Fury Road, which came out. Another badass female character, Furioso, done amazingly by Charlize Theron. I love the John Wick series. All of them are great. Uh, the Rumble in the Bronx, you know, not really modern, going on 30 years at this point. But Jackie Chan, uh, you can make an argument, is the greatest action star of all time. He gets it. He gets how to do, you know, the comedy. He's a very likable, charismatic individual. Uh, a throwback to, like, a Charlie Chaplin or a Buster Keaton when it comes to his 
you know, ability to set up these crazy lavish stunts. So just a quick shout out to, uh, you know, the great Jackie Chan. So if I was going to redo this list, I'm not changing my top two. I'm going to keep RoboCop and Terminator 2, one and two. I am going to move Predator and Aliens down to four and five. And then at the number three position, I'm going to put Die Hard. So the list is RoboCop, Terminator 2, Die Hard, Alien, uh, Predator, and then Aliens at number five. I just don't know why I didn't have Die Hard here. I love that movie. Hans Gruber, I think, is the greatest villain of all time. I think John McClane, you know, ushered in a new age of heroes. You know, you had these larger-than-life, muscle-bound, jacked-up meatheads of the 1980s that really had no flaws. And then in comes John McClane. He's got the receding hairline. He's got the marriage that's falling apart. And he's just an average dude. Which is hard for me to relate to because, as I mentioned, I am an actual god when it comes to my physique and my ability to just take on all forms of adversity uh, that, that's thrown at me. So that's it. That's the action movie list. Uh, we'll come back, I, I guess, later in the week and we'll go over sports movies. So another thing that I could relate to being an actual jock. Should I fart to end this podcast? I don't know. We did the last list. We ended with a fart. I got one brewing. Come on. I think, I think, I think I shit my pants.